stranger's right to oversee his actions, that didn't seem important at the moment. Still, the stranger took it that way, for he said, Wouldn't you rather stay here? I have no wish to stay here, nor to be addressed by you until you've introduced yourself. I meant well, the stranger said, and now opened the door of his own accord. In the adjoining room, which Kay entered more slowly than he had intended, everything looked at first glance almost exactly as it had on the previous evening. It was Frau Grubach's living room. Perhaps there was slightly more space than usual, amid the clutter of furniture coverlets, china, and photographs, but it wasn't immediately obvious, especially since the major change was the presence of a man sitting by the open window with a book from which he now looked up. You should have stayed in your room, didn't Franz tell you that? What is it you want, then? Kay said, glancing from the new man to the one called Franz who had stopped in the doorway, and then back again. Through the open window, the old woman was visible again, having moved with truly senile curiosity to the window directly opposite, so she could keep an eye on everything. I'd still like Frau Grubach... Kay said, and started to walk out, making a gesture as if he were tearing himself loose from the two men, who were, however, standing some distance from him. No, said the man by the window, tossing his book down on a small table and standing up. You can't leave. You're being held. So it appears, said Kay. But why? We weren't sent to tell you that. Go to your room and wait. Proceedings are underway, and you'll learn everything in due course. I'm exceeding my instructions by talking with you in such a friendly way, but I hope no one hears except Franz, and he's being friendly with you too, although it's against all regulations. If you're as fortunate from now on as you've been with the choice of your guards, you can rest easy. Kay wanted to sit down, but he now saw that there was nowhere to sit in the entire room except for the chair by the window. You'll come to realize how true that all is, said Franz, walking toward him with the other man. The latter, in particular, towered considerably over Kay and patted him several times on the shoulder. Both of them examined Kay's nightshirt, saying that he would have to wear a much worse one now, but that they would look after this one as well as the rest of his undergarments. And, if his case turned out well, they'd return them to him. "'You're better off giving the things to us than leaving them in the depository,' they said. There's a lot of pilfering there, and besides, they sell everything after a time, whether the proceedings in question have ended or not. And trials like this last so long, particularly these days, of course you'd get the proceeds from the depository in the end. But first of all, they don't amount to much, since sales aren't based on the size of the offer, but on the size of the bribe. And secondly, experience shows that they dwindle from year to year as they pass from hand to hand. Kay scarcely listened to this speech. He attached little value to whatever right he might still possess over the disposal of his things. It was much more important to him to gain some clarity about his situation. But he couldn't even think in the presence of these men. The belly of the second guard, they surely must be guards, kept bumping against him in a positively friendly way. But when he looked up, he saw a face completely at odds with that fat body. A dry, bony face, with a large nose set askew, consulting above his head with the other guard. What sort of men were they? What were they talking about? What office did they represent? After all, Kay lived in a state governed by law. 
there was universal peace. All statutes were in force. Who dared assault him in his own lodgings? He'd always tended to take things lightly, to believe the worst only when it arrived, making no provision for the future, even when things looked bad. But that didn't seem the right approach here. Of course, he could treat the whole thing as a joke, a crude joke his colleagues at the bank were playing on him for some unknown reason. Perhaps because today was his thirtieth birthday, that was certainly possible. Perhaps all he had to do was laugh in the guards' faces, and they would laugh with him. Perhaps they were porters off the street corner. They looked a little like porters. Nevertheless, from the moment he'd first seen the guard named Franz, he had decided firmly that this time he wouldn't let even the slightest advantage he might have over these people slip through his fingers. Kay knew there was a slight risk someone might say later that he hadn't been able to take a joke, but he clearly recalled, although he generally didn't make it a practice to learn from experience, a few occasions unimportant in themselves when, unlike his friends, he had deliberately behaved quite recklessly, without the least regard for his future, and had suffered the consequences. That wasn't going to happen again. Not this time, at any rate. If this was a farce, he was going to play along. He was still free. Pardon me, he said, and walked quickly between the guards into his room. He seems to be reasonable, he heard them say behind him. In his room, he yanked open the drawers of his desk at once. Everything lay there in perfect order, but at first, in his agitation, he couldn't find the one thing he was looking for, his identification papers. Finally, he found his bicycle license and was about to take that to the guards, but then it seemed too insignificant a document, and he kept on looking until he found his birth certificate. When he returned to the adjoining room, the door opposite opened, and Frau Grubach started to enter. She was only visible for a moment, for no sooner had she noticed Kay than she seemed seized by embarrassment, apologized, and disappeared, closing the door carefully behind her. Come on in, Kay barely had time to say, but now he remained standing in the middle of the room with his papers, still staring at the door which did not reopen, until he was brought to himself by a call from the guards who were sitting at the small table by the open window, and, as Kay now saw, eating his breakfast. Why didn't she come in? he asked. She's not allowed to, said the tall guard. After all, you're under arrest. How can I be under arrest, and in this manner? Now there you go again, said the guard, dipping his buttered bread into the little honeypot. We don't answer such questions. You're going to have to answer them, said Kay. Here are my papers, now show me yours, starting with the arrest warrant. Good heavens, said the guard, you just can't accept your situation. You seem bent on annoying us unnecessarily, although we're probably the human beings closest to you now. That's right. You'd better believe it, said Franz, not lifting the coffee cup in his hand to his mouth, but staring at Kay with a long and no doubt meaningful but incomprehensible look. Kay allowed himself to become involved in an involuntary staring match with Franz, but at last thumped his papers and said, Here are my identification papers. So what? the taller guard cried out. You're behaving worse than a child. What is it you want? Do you think you can bring your whole damned trial to a quick conclusion by discussing your identity and a restaurant with your guards? 
We're lowly employees who can barely make our way through such documents, and whose only role in your affair is to stand guard over you ten hours a day and get paid for it. That's all we are. But we're smart enough to realize that before ordering such an arrest, the higher authorities who employ us inform themselves in great detail about the person they're arresting and the grounds for the arrest. There's been no mistake. After all, our department, as far as I know, and I know only the lowest level, doesn't seek out guilt among the general population, but as the law states, is attracted by guilt and has to send us guards out. That's the law. What mistake could there be? I don't know that law, said Kay. All the worse for you, said the guard. It probably exists only in your heads, said Kay. He wanted to slip into his guard's thoughts somehow and turn them to his own advantage or accustom himself to them. But the guard merely said dismissively, You'll feel it eventually. Franz broke in and said, You see, Willem, he admits that he doesn't know the law and yet he claims he's innocent. You're right there, but he can't seem to understand anything, said the other. Kay said nothing more. Why should I let the idle talk of these lowly agents, they admit themselves, that's what they are, confuse me even further, he thought. After all, they're discussing things they don't understand. Their confidence is based solely on ignorance. A few words spoken with someone of my own sort will make everything incomparably clearer than the longest conversations with these two. He paced back and forth a few times through the cleared space of the room. Across the way he saw the old woman, who had pulled an ancient man far older than herself to the window, and...